Good morning. Welcome to another edition of the Northland Sports Page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. Happy Saturday, everybody. Looks like it's going to be another warm one. I appreciate that to a point. Dave Cook, meanwhile, appreciates you know you're in Duluth when it's a hot Saturday in July. And we're going to lead off talking about summer hockey because that's what you did last night. And I know how much you love to cool off in a rink. You'll be doing that today, too. Good morning. I actually, Brian, good morning. I actually got uh, complimented on that uh, yesterday on the way home. Somebody on what? Said, your hatred for warm weather? No. Okay. Somebody said, oh, my gosh, you're so lucky you're wearing a coat. Why are you wearing a coat? Because people, you know, people don't know. They see me coming in a winter coat. They're like, oh. Right. So, yeah, then I said, oh, we're doing hockey. And it was like, oh, you're so lucky you're in an arena. I was going to say, so I want to know who said you're so lucky you're wearing a coat. Because going into arena to cool off, mm-hmm. that makes some sense. I get that. AC is important. I had so many fans on in the house because we just have a window unit. But I had so many fans on in the house, you'd think I lived on a jetway last night. But who said you're so lucky you're wearing a coat? Because some that random that person, person can't by. be from here. No, some random person walking by the street. We had a bunch of people. It was a nice night to walk. And somebody said, oh, you're so lucky you're wearing a coat. Just kind of like. Snarky. It was snarky. It wasn't well, I was going like, to say, I don't think I want to meet that person yeah, if they were serious. I'm yeah, a little relieved they weren't. Yeah, it wasn't like he was like fawning. Absolutely. Was he, <laughs> but yeah, then then uh, my neighbor said, you were in the arena? It was so hot and humid. God, I love Duluth because it was warm. It was. But back in, you know, back in Little Falls or if you move further south, that would have been like, oh, that was a nice afternoon day. Yeah, you had a Friday. Yeah. But you had a Friday in a rink, so yes. tell the masses what's going on because summer hockey in Duluth, obviously more than a thing. It's a big deal. Yeah, and we have, we've had Casey Yoder on the air, our airwaves before. Can I cut you off this. real quick? I love your setup today. Oh, it looks like sorry. you're trying to start like a Grammy award-winning album because you've got dual mics up against you. And yeah, as soon as I said it, you moved one. Yeah, it's because I just pushed them together. I'm just happy I have all three on because it's my luck you would have moved the one that I was relying on you for. Frankly, we're lucky nothing whistled. All right, so you something. look a little less like a studio musician yes. now. Go ahead. Very good, very good. Uh, yeah, we had Casey Yoder on in the past, and this is uh, the Northern Exposure Tournament, and it looks like there's somewhere around... Uh, 60, 65 teams in the in the uh, multiple age brackets. He's all the way from 2008. Goodness gracious, are, are we old? I was going to say, um, just let that to, sink in right, for a minute. To 2000 and a lot. But um, anyways, they, the, uh, they're teams from all over the country. They have te- the team that won last year is back from Chicago. Um, and so there's, but I mean, there's also a lot of local kids. Like we were talking right before it turned on, Ben Johnson's bringing the kids from Rockridge down for, for the tournament. Right. And, you know, there are some folks that are going to be part of the Stella Maris program. Uh, there's a lot of kids from Marshall, from East, from Denfeld playing in this. There's Hermantown kids, Proctor kids. You can find uh, Northern Exposure at just about every rink uh, in our area. You know, you're, you're, they're up in well, Hermantown. Well, I was going to say, they're at just about every here. rink. Yeah, they're just about every place, every facility is in me. use. Well, and which one are you working at? If you want to promote I'm being able to see you, which one are you at? You're at your building. Yeah, I'm at my building. And we have a new uh, we have a new uh, sound system, Brian. I'll bring this up later. I got a question nice. for Hoops about this. So the question is, how did you sound last night? Oh, it was terrible as always. But the music was so better. you're consistent. Yeah, yep. 100%. So as an announcer, does that frazzle you or excite you or yes? Because when there is a new sound system, and the first time you bellow into it, you go, oh, that's different. Uh, well, you have to figure out where the volumes are. Yes, that you was do. the hard one for yes, me. It's like, all right, so because there's very little time between games in a tournament like this, you got about five minutes to figure out what you're doing. Right. And so, yes, fiddling with the buttons as fast as you can going, test one, two, two, two. I know. Test one, two, two, two. Oh, that's too loud. Go well, the other direction. Even last weekend when I talked about being an officiant for a wedding, 
And why did you get there so early? Because you don't have that much to do. I said, well, I got to make sure everything sound wise is working. Well, how long does that take? Well, not terribly long, but the amount of times that I did test one, two, test one, two, some of the people there were like, yeah, we can still hear you. You don't understand. There's literal fine tuning to all of that. We were uh, doing some final stuff for dad's uh, celebration of life on the 31st right. at Scholastica. And they, they said, you can use a microphone and whatnot. And Dana was with me and she's like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. And I'm like, oh, there are other right. questions. Uh, we'll talk about it. I was going to say, the, <laughs> the one of the couple that uses it consistently yeah, is like, and the one that Whoa. says, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Is it on a cord? Is it just stuck to the podium? That is a different microphone. That does make a difference. So, but wow, there's they've been some really cool updates. out. Did you know that uh, Summers Hall has an outside patio now? Like full, uh, <laughs> full metal... Um, the really heavy black painted vinyl, uh, vinyl paint. So it's all like, fancy. Oh, it's beautiful. Wow. And so the, she said, the lady said that, uh, I think she said that we could be outside as well. So if it's nice, they got, they got the umbrellas over right. them. I mean, it's really a kind of a cool spot. Let's, let's transfer well, on say, here, Brian. I'm kind of rambling. Since you're promoting the venue, if you want to go ahead and promote your dad's celebration of life, it is open to the public. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's coming up in about nine days. Yeah, open house on the 31st starts at 1 o'clock at Summers Hall. goes till about 3.30. Right. So there'll be food. There'll be stuff to drink. There's going to be a lot of talking, telling stories, and, and you know, hopefully just in remembering. Right. right. That's what the goal is. So you said you were rambling today. Yes. And I think I rec- <laughs> recognition is the first step, yeah. certainly. <laughs> but I'm impressed by that because that means after doing a game for the first time in how many months... Your voice is ready to go today because mine really wasn't. I think part of it is sleeping with that many fans on and most of it blowing right at me, to to put it mildly. So I was going to rely on the tea that we drink during the show to get the voice going early. We talked about the weather being warm. I don't know what kind of lava you put in my cup this morning, but I haven't been able to sample anything yet. Well, the fun thing is, so Jenny um, got me these cups that change with temperature, right? And they're, they're black when they're cold, they're white when they're hot. These two are glowing right now. Right. right? They're crucibles with molten gold in them. So we have to wait for a minute before we can. uh, I was going to say sometime, maybe an hour number two. I'll take my first sip today. (laughs) Exactly right. Schedule wise today, we have Justin May at about 1030. Dave Hoops at about quarter to 11. PA at 1105. Training camp is here already. I am not wanting to wish summer away at all, but we've been talking about fall sports for the broadcast purposes and training camp starting tomorrow for rookies. It's a pretty good sign. Way back, Dana and I and her family used to go to a cabin on Lake Alexander uh, right by Little Falls. And uh, this was, so this is when we'd get be getting packed and ready to go because we'd be there the second week of August. And right. It was always the first um, the first uh, game, the first um, preseason game for the Vikings. And so when this comes, this is when I start thinking about, you know, those old memories. Well, plus, your favorite day will be Sunday because you're about the rookies all the time and they get there first. That's right. Well, you know who got there first? Jordan Addison. He was going well, 140 I was going to say, I think he misread there. his calendar because he went 140 to try to get there. He's got a few days. Yeah, well, it was 3 a.m. in the cities, and if you had to be there Tuesday, right. that's so, how you're going to get so there. So many good things happen at that hour, right? <laughs> yep. So certainly a rookie mistake, pun fully intended by Jordan Addison. I don't know how much I want to ask PA about that, but a talker is a talker. I don't think you can turn a blind eye. I, I just loved what my coworker sent me, and that was hashtag Corn Robinson wannabe. <laughs> right. Which, if you Which don't I think know, a lot of people forgot about yeah, that story. That's Corn Robinson going 120 miles through downtown St. Peter because he was late. To, but I'll to tell you what, his best year with the Vikes, he lit up the Packers twice. So if Jordan Addison yeah. can do that, we'll be okay. Right, tip hat. Right, so 11.05 PA will be here, 11.25 Jay Hagan with episode four, if you will, of 
five guys, even though there was a woman in there. Yep. Four out of five will be down after today. Henry Boucher, that's yeah, going to reach out to a lot of people be, too. Today is going to be really cool, Brian. I, I'm interested to hear about Henry Boucher. I was really surprised about the stuff we learned about Carl Polad last week. Right. Like we, you can't really, I mean, those people that take shots at Carl understand that there are a lot worse people taking shots at him in 1944. Right. No he question. was a hero here. Different type of shots fired. Yeah. And then we're going to close, speaking of Carl Polad, we're going to close the show with drawing lines today. We're going to talk a little bit about strange sports promotions, as in giveaways at the gate. Whether you were there or just heard about it, there are always some interesting ones and heavy on the air quotes with interesting. But tomorrow I'll be at the Twins game and it's back to school weekend at Target Field. And being married to a teacher who just got done teaching summer school two days ago, I'm not about to say those three words back to school with any kind of regularity. And just looking at a calendar and being able to interpret it. Aren't we early here? It feels like it. Walk through. I know we just said we're talking about fall sports, but... Students are not. There's no way with a month to go in vacation that they're in that mode unless their parents are making them be that way. Walk through Costco and take a minute in the I understand, aisle. but that doesn't make it right. <laughs> no, it doesn't make it right. The um, <laughs> There are so many, as, as you grow older and your memories grow longer, right? Right. When we're talking about uh, giveaways, and we'll talk about specific giveaways later, but does it seem like the giveaways are chintzier? See, and I was going to say no because... I told my wife about this giveaway because I just wanted to pick my battles and tread carefully with that three-word phrase. The three words I want to say are I love you. The three words I don't want to say are back to school. (laughs) But she looked at the backpack that they're giving away tomorrow. And first of all, it's for 12 and under. So unless my height really comes in my favor this time around, I shouldn't be eligible, but we'll see. But she said, you know, those are pretty nice. And it really is. But timing-wise, oof, that's, that's cutting a vacation short. I was thinking about the the old bat giveaways. First of all, you probably couldn't do that anymore. Right. Um, but you said old bat, and I went a totally different direction. <laughs> when when uh, when I was a kid, you could still get big ones. The the giveaways yeah. were full size bats. Then they went to like three quarter size bat. Then they went to the ones that are like great big pencils. Like no. Um, and now I'm not even sure they do bat giveaways because somebody's going to whack. I was going to say there's got to be a safety issue there yeah, somewhere. Hundred percent. I do remember when they went to the mini ones because I tried to use mine around the house as a kid many times and. That was safety hazard enough. I'm reminded of the Brady Bunch. Mama was sad. Don't play ball in the house. I had my issues with that for sure. So that's the schedule today. That's the script per se. We'll be here until noon. 10 to noon is our normal slot. Now, granted, things have come up before where we've switched time slots around. We've had to flip the script, if you will. We had the infamous state tournament storm as we made it back, but couldn't make it into the studio for what was going to be a Sunday show due to carrying Hermantown hockey back on Saturday in March. We had Vikings games that started in a normal show slot in terms of coverage, so we went early, so we're not always in our normal slot. And that takes me back to Monday of this week when those at the Mothership K-Fan did what they called a fan flip. And I understood what was going on. I didn't understand why, but basically it sounded like they put all the shows in a hat and drew them out and said, this is the order that they're going to air today. So in the Power Trips normal slot, there was Common Man. In Common's normal slot, there was Power Trip. PA was on where Barrero was and vice versa. Now, I enjoyed it because I enjoy some portions of each of those shows, but I enjoyed social media reactions because if you ever wondered if society is full of creatures of habit, the answer is yes. Oh, yeah. Because people that turn their radio on at 530 in the morning expecting one show and getting another were up in arms. Same with those that turn it on at noon and get something other than what they're used to. 
holy cow, we just couldn't handle it. I hope when you and I move around, Dave, that our listeners, both of them, handle it nicely. <laughs> well, it depends on when we probably move to, right? Um, the uh, the idea, though, if you think about it, when you are traveling to work or when you're traveling home, it's like having a friend. Right. And then all of a sudden, somebody else is there. And if you're not. Hopefully, a, we're everybody's mimosa friend. Saturday morning, <laughs> fun with us on the Northland Sports page. If you're not a fan of Common, imagine waking up to Common driving to work. I'd be like, okay, so what do I listen to? That would today? be waking up wanting to go back to bed. Yeah. What do I listen to today? Because I ain't listening to this. Right. So, hey, just quick to go back to the to summer hockey, quick. Um, today, uh, there are games all over the city. There's Saha's got some, Westman's got some, Proctor, Hermantown. Um, obviously us at Mars, but heritage has got games as well. They're going on already. Um, the schedule sort of looks like, uh, 11, um, so 11, one 30, just kind of as a rule of thumb. And so if it's warm today and you want to get out and you want to watch some hockey and I was going to say when it's warm today. Yeah. And so, so take advantage and come see, you know, the future play there with this right black bear team that had kids from Duluth and kids from the cities that I watched last night. Were oh, they good? Sounds they like playing against that black good. bear team could be a gamble. Yes. It, see what I did there. They, but you know what the fun thing is with, with sports in general, but last night reminded me of it when a team is good enough that they don't have to talk. And their coaches don't talk. They right. just they just score and and be more physical and do all that stuff and just go back to the bench. It, you get to the point where you start to respect that. Like they're not cheap shot anybody. They're not scoring cheap goals. They're you know one time in teams and then just skating back to the bench. That was really refreshing. And I told their coaches that last night. Absolutely. So you know if it's an eighty degree day in July and you're talking about hockey, either a you're flipping a script or b you're in Duluth. In our case, it's c both. But back to the fan flip we were talking yeah. about because we've only got about 12 minutes left of the opening segment now. It. What I want to do in conjunction with that, paying homage to maybe the fan flip that they did back on Monday, I'd like to take it a little bit different direction. What they basically did was change the timing of things. And you and I have talked about social media has already done this. If you could take a previous player in an organization and put them on this year's team, what would you do? We've talked about that. I'm just going to bend that a little bit to be more historical, if you will. Yeah. All I want to do is change the time slot. If you could take a player from the Minnesota organizations of the big four and put them on a different team, not necessarily this year's, if you want to do that, okay, but it's been done. But take a player from, say, a team in the 70s and put them on a team in the 90s and say they would have been better or vice versa. That's what we're going to have some fun with today. We always say eras are so difficult to compare, and they are. But what if you switch the era in which someone played? What impact would that have had on the team, not necessarily the player? 100%. And the first one for me was easy. And I know you said not to do current teams, but this team needs something in particular. And pull Rodney Carew out of the uh, out of the off second base for the Twins in the mid-70s and drop him into second base on this team with right. his ability to get on and push runners around. <sighs> Although now, is that the right move? Because second base, now we're saying, what do we do when Jorge Polanco comes back? Because Eddie Julian is the team's best hitter. Do you want another second baseman? Because all of the sudden we're going, Jorge Polanco needs to learn to play third. Do we need Rod Carew to learn to play something else? I'm not saying Eddie Julian is better than Rod Carew because Eddie Julian is a hack at second base defensively. But all of a sudden you have multiple hitters that play stylistically similar playing where? Yeah, the problem is Polanco is going to get hurt again this year. Like that's 
the biggest reason that you do that is is that. And right, Karu I'm just saying, if you here. bring Karu over, you're telling him to learn third. You're no. telling Julian to learn third. Yeah, we're telling Julian that the designated hitter looks like a really good spot for his future. Right, and that uh, Rodney's going to hit second behind the new rejuvenated Correa and drive people around. And all of a sudden, they don't have a spot in their lineup that is just a you know stop sign. Well, and Except I think the bottom. Bucks is I was going to say the bottom line still is there'd be plenty of room if you don't have Byron Buxton DHing, but. The enigma that is Byron Buxton, the reason that there's even debate, because earlier this week I told a friend of mine, even I'm in favor of shutting him down now. Well, first two swings last night went over the wall and you went, oh, there's still that. We know why. But we what need you've him. got in Byron Buxton is Joey Gallo now. Yeah. But Joey Gallo can play defense. Right. We know why we need him. But I think the Twins teams have always had some interesting holes. One of them that we talked about just on a passing was uh, Josh Donaldson on the 92 Twins to play third. Because that would have been interesting. He, I mean, when he was here, he wasn't the guy that's in New York right now. He wasn't great here, um, but he wasn't this disaster we see now. Right. That guy who could play some defense and hit a little bit on that 92 team pushes him over the top because we had holes at third base. Right. Well, on that 92 team basically ran into the machine that was Oakland. Yep. And Rick Aguilera was a great closer for this team. Take nothing away from him. But that stupid Eric Fox home run that I was talking to you about, 15 minutes before we started the show today, I'm taking, I'm not necessarily taking Aggie out. That's the fun part. You don't have to subtract to add, right. which maybe we're cheating because roster-wise you would. But I'm taking Yohan Duran and I'm putting him on that 92 team because those late game home runs probably don't happen. Maybe they do. We've seen Duran struggle at times, but I'm taking here hit 104 versus here hit 91, you know, back in 1992. Yeah. The other thing, because all my changes are on the mound, because of course the biggest problem until this year has been this team can't pitch. One of the most famous starting pitching decisions in Twins history is Uber driver. Randy Dobnik at Yankee Stadium in a huge game. That can't happen. So I'm putting Johan Santana on the Bomba squad because just everybody moves down one in the rotation. Maybe you give Johan game one. I think you do. And maybe you're pitching with a lead with whoever pitches the following games and Randy Dobnik doesn't come near a Yankee Stadium mound in that oh, infamous right. year. Yep. Nope. You're right about that. Do you remember announcing Scholastica football that day? I do. And being excited and then like seven pitches in, texting Asking me, you what's the score idea. and going, okay, I've seen enough. Yeah. Bad idea. I remember racing home from the game going, we should turn the baseball game on and we get home and listening to it on the radio going, no, we shouldn't. No, this one's over. Yeah. No, I think that's a good one. There's, there's uh, many pitchers that would be good to put in that slot. Like you could name many, right? So how about uh, you know Kenta Maeda from the from the twenty twenty team, the the guy who should have won the um, Cy maybe that year. Um, but I mean John Smiley, we've talked about John Smiley. He would have been Frank Viola would have been great in that spot, right? Uh, Steve Carlton, the twin, would have been good in that spot. So I mean Dobnik was kind of the bottom of the. I was going to say, normally you don't think saying Steve Carlton is better than Randy Dobnik is a cheap shot, but Steve Carlton, the twin, basically had a win. Yeah. So that tells you how bad Randy Dobnik was as a choice, and it'll go down in history with infamy. I think it already has. Speaking of that, though, the one that we thought had the most options as an organization was the Vikings, and that makes sense because positionally everything is so different, and really the, the flipping of history is to try to make a team that fell short not do that well, the Vikings have probably the most that were so close. Well, and and now they've had so many different styles. And so different different players fit in different styles. We were talking about last year's defense. 
Well, Paul Kroos would have done just fine in last year's defense, playing deep right. center field. Well, so it, and almost every defender we've ever had would have been an upgrade over last year's yeah, defense. Yeah, but specifically the the passivity of that, right. of that Paul Kroos playing center field. Joey Browner would have been fun. You know, somebody intellectually at corner like Carl Lee would have been fine. Primetime Xavier Rhodes, obviously. You know, the good corners, I would take Audrey McMillan or yeah. Reggie Rutland or Najee Mustafa, however you want to call his name, whichever year you want to use. The Vikings have had good secondaries, not recently. Well, and they seem to have good player and three other guys. Right. I mean, that's how it's always seemed to be. If, but it's, if it's Byron Murphy and company this year, it might be the same story. It, it 100% might, but you know that they've got to go get a veteran, right? Right. I mean, is Marcus Peters in their, in their future? I mean, it's I, not a bad gamble at this point. It's not a bad gamble. You'll get him for a very good price. Anyways, um, no, I and I and I agree with you. I was I was kind of thinking the same thing, um, but I was thinking more on that. It, he was on the team, right? But the miracle team in Philadelphia wouldn't Adrian Peterson's presence on that team been a big deal? Because they'd have been able, if they'd have given up that touchdown right, right away, they could have just started to pound the ball. Well, and that team survived nicely with Jet McKinnon and Latavius Murray. And it was because Adrian Peterson was not available. Obviously, if he was, it's a different storyline. Yep. The other team, I think, that gets a lot of historical what-ifs is 98 and 2009. Those were yes. the two closest yep. NFC title runs you know, overtime losses that happened and probably should have been won by the Vikings. I got one from a listener today, and he said, give me Justin Jefferson with Sidney Rice and Brett Favre in 09, and there's no questions asked. I tend to agree with that. You could also say, well, put Justin Jefferson on the 98 team and maybe ditch Jake Reed or ditch Matthew Hatchett, and oh my goodness, what do you have? That's easy. It's a little bit on the low-hanging fruit side. Some people are going to say, well, put Ryan Longwell in Gary Anderson's spot, and that kick against Atlanta is different. I don't think you can do that. Yeah. You're not really getting a new kicker for a guy that missed one. Yeah, There's there's no way you're replacing that position. I get it for one play you would, but overall he was literally perfect that season until then. What I'm doing is a little bit under the radar. When Atlanta got hot late, it was because John Randall couldn't go. He was hurt. The Vikings had zero pass rush that season without John Randall. Give me Jared Allen or give me one of the Williams or both so that defensive line doesn't collapse without one guy. And I think 98 wins. The other the other guy I was thinking about for that role is Carl Eller. That yeah. team needed a leader on defense. And that's the one thing. They, it didn't seem like they had the guy they could turn to, right? Uh, it was John Randall. But John Randall wasn't necessarily a leader. He was a fantastic player that had to be accounted for. They needed somebody to pull that group together and say, okay, buckle up, chin straps. Please. Right. Well, and so many good teams, you said, well, what's the problem, Ben? It's been the offensive line. You think of the Sam Bradford year where they started hot and just dissipated. Can you put Randall McDaniel or Steve Hutchinson on that team? Or like you said, pick a team and use one of those two and you're good. Yeah, 100%. Last, any Kirk Cousins team, you know, pick one of those two guys and put a, put him in and Kirk's a better quarterback. He doesn't take pressure worth a darn. So if you put one of those two guys in there, it starts to limit. Uh, and maybe Bradbury doesn't have to worry about being center and guard. He can just play center and maybe he's further along. Do you know what I mean? Can I give you a crazy one? Because we haven't talked about coaches at all. Yeah. And I love the late grade Denny Green. I know we've got stories about, yeah, but he did this and he did this and he did this. But you know what? Those teams were good. And he had that team always headed the right direction. Yeah. So I had no problem with Denny Green. But everybody talks about, well, he took the knee against Atlanta. Never should have come down to any of the things that it did. Do you put like a Bud Grant on that sort of team and go, you know what? They're tougher that way. They're rolling the dice. Or is Bud coaching in that era in the Metronome just too weird? Yes, that part. Uh, it, 
it's interesting. Bud's personality um, would it have even worked with those guys? Right. Because um, they weren't necessarily, you know, Mike Tice tried to make everything tough guy and the Vikings went, what? Whatever. Yeah, no, I, I, that's, you know, someday we'll talk about that because I don't know of any coach that makes an easy transition into the few, uh, Bud Grant indoors. It takes away all the Bud Grant part of it, right? Uh, the steely, short sleeves, all that right. stuff. If he's indoors. Would, would they have been better on the road so they would have pulled away better? Because with the Atlanta loss, it's different because Minnesota was at home in the NFC title game. They were the number one seed. There's nothing that they could have done differently. They had one loss yeah. in the regular season. But you look at like that Favre team that had to go to New Orleans. Yes, that was indoors too. But if they had Bud's toughness instead of Brad Childress' cluelessness, are they tougher in a number one seed? And then that game is here. The Philadelphia game, do they not have to go to Philadelphia? Although Zimmer was trying to be Bud-like, 41 donut. Does that not happen because Bud has them tougher? May, no, I don't think that. I, that one doesn't happen because they don't lose their direction. I don't think they weren't tough enough. I think they were. They wandered off the, you know, you. but I forgot about Chili. Now, there's a spot. How about Denny and Chili's spot or our current guy in Chili's spot? Right. Or um, anybody in Chili's spot. Well, but that would have, I mean, they, they put up 500 yards, right? It's tough to blame the offense, except they didn't hold on to the ball. You know, right. Adrian would have won the MVP if he'd not had five fumbles. Um, so we talk about, you know, the other mistakes. But, yeah, I don't, there's not a clear cut path to a different coach. Um, but we, about, need, we needed to do this on a week where there wasn't summer hockey because yes. we killed 12 minutes on summer right. hockey. And now we're now we're racing to our next segment. So let's go to the Wolves. Yes, please. My my take is put Tyus Jones on any one of Garnett's teams because Tyus didn't make any mistakes. He wasn't uh, you know, he wasn't flashy, but he played unbelievable defense and he got the ball where it needed to go. And he was just a calming presence. Now, they had superstars, so they didn't need a superstar point guard. Right. They needed consistency and stability. Because that's the low-hanging fruit. The year that Sam Cassell goes out and they lose to the Lakers, you give them any kind of formidable point guard instead of Derek Martin, and things are different. Yep. I'm going to put current Anthony Edwards on any of the Garnett teams that bowed out in in round one. I almost said row one, but we had a front row seat to losing. It was basically the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But he just needed another athlete. Maybe not that first one because you could argue that the team that had Steph and Googs with them were better than some of the later ones. But Anthony Edwards' athleticism with Kevin Garnett would have just been a joy to watch. Prime Kevin Garnett, not not made it back from Brooklyn and I'm here to end my career in the right uniform, Kevin Garnett. The other thing for me, though, talking about that Sam Cassell injury year, I would have gone a completely different direction because Rudy Gobert gets maligned to all hell by Timberwolves fans. And I think it has everything to do with the price tag and not the play. Because he really didn't have a bad year statistically last year. But we know that we mortgage the future on something that hasn't worked yet. But think about that Garnett team with Spree, with Cassell, with Hassel, with Zerbiak, etc. Michael Olakandy was a joke. Yeah, You put Rudy Gobert on that team, and all of a sudden your center position isn't a joke. Now, you might have had the same question. Could Gobert and Garnett play next to each other? Because Towns and Gobert so far can't. I'm rolling the dice versus the Candyman. You know who Garnett would have played really well with? Jared Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt would have been, you know, the guy that allowed Garnett to do, he could chase on defense, he could swat more shots, um, and Vandy could play at that speed. Um, I just don't know if if uh, if uh, Gobert could play at Garnett's pace 
or aggressiveness. Right, which was part of the problem last year because the Wolves wanted to get up and down the floor yeah. and Gobert didn't do that. How about Nas Reed? Nas Reed would work in that right. situation. Well, and at the same time, my other thought is Garnett hopefully has more gas in the tank because he was a hell of a defender without question. Yep. But with defensive help, he's not exerting guarding every single position. True, true. He's got better defenders. You could put Jaden McDaniels on that team because it's somebody who could guard and Garnett doesn't have to do it for everybody. The Wild is tough because they're just kind of there. They're they're always yeah. in the playoffs. They're not winning when they're there. You said to have fun with it. We need to put the North Stars and Wild intertwined and 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 give me Kaprizov on that team that got beat by Mario in the nineties. Give me Kaprizov with Gabrick together. Give uh, me Bobby Smith on not last year's team, but the year before. Right. Put Bobby Smith at number one center, and uh, and let's see what happens. Because with all due respect, back. with all due respect to uh, John Casey, do you put Prime Flower? In that spot? <laughs> yes. Yes, Brian. Prime Flower is the best goalie we've had. But we have, haven't seen but have the Wild Flower. have Prime Flower at all? No. The answer is no. No, never. They had uh, Dubes for about half a year. Who was that guy? What if you put a tougher guy defensively? Because I don't think the Wild have been blessed with a ton of tough guys on defense. Do you put like a Mark Tenorti in a Suter or Dumba spot? And say they're a little tougher on the blue line now. Yeah, that's an that's an interesting one. Actually, that's that's really interesting. I hadn't thought of that. Yes, they could use some toughness on the D. That's for sure. Um, but even a guy like Willie Mitchell would have been beneficial right. on this team because then you could let some of the offensive players. Jake Middleton is kind of will is Willie Mitchell on this team. It would be nice to have somebody with a little bit more skill. Um, would it have been nice because Erickson Eck got hurt to go ahead and plug and play Neil Broughton? <laughs> yes, that right. would have been nice. Right. Um, and then what about moving Zuccarello down the line and putting Dino Cicerelli with uh, with Kaprizov? That would be uh, effective as that well. That would have just been entertaining. Yeah. Would, would have been hard on the play-by-play well. guy. Al Shaver would have had his tongue tied all night. <laughs> Maybe that. And here's a question. If we make one big change, can we bring Kevin Harlan back to the Wolves? Yes. And just make that as the difference maker? Because we would think they're a lot more fun the way he announced. Absolutely. He was one of the best for Minnesota, and that's why the rest of the nation got to share in him and still is. Kevin Harlan, talk about broadcasting role models. Other announcers can tend to make me crazy. We were having some crazy fun there, flipping history a little bit in honor of the fan flip back on Monday, taking players from an era and plopping them into another one. Not necessarily current, but we could do that as well. So we're getting crazy already, hence we're bumping out with some crazy songs today. They're coming to take us away, haha. <laughs> Don't go away at all. We're going to come the back with farmer. Justin May. We're going to play Buy or Sell. We're the Northland Sports Page. Stick around. We'll be right back. A little Barbie girl in honor of the Barbie movie coming out yesterday. That and Oppenheimer. I'm sick of hearing comparisons already. I've seen too many memes, but it is what it is. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, Northland Sports Page. Dave, go ahead. I can't remember the last time two movies side-by-side side juxtaposed their message any worse than those two though Let's absolutely be so the barbie movie is out barbie girl was our bumping music we'll get to our ken in a moment justin may is with us he is one of our illustrious sponsors we have several absolutely brian let's start with the original aurora architecture studio they've been around uh this show since it's you know beginning since week one so uh aurora architecture studio here in duluth if you need drawings for your buildings and you need you're starting to dream you're thinking stuff up brian uh, check in with Ryan at a, at a Roll Architecture Studio. Hoops Brewing, OAR Holding, Justin May at Messina & Associates, who who might be coming up soon. Krause Heating and Cooling, your carrier carrier, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer for our region. Advantage Element Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, the Blackwoods Group, including their locations, Tavern on the Hill, Blackwater, Two Harbors, Proctor, and London Road, Avenue 45, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophy, 
Pier B Resort, Kohler Toyota, Kohler Hyundai. And one more, of course. We know that they've been getting business from this, so our listeners out there, keep it coming. Our friends at Comfort Systems, sign up for a service appointment online. You can do that at ComfortSystemsDuluth.com. Simply mention you heard it right here on the Northland Sports page. You will receive $20 off that appointment. It could be appliance-related. It could be a furnace cleaning. We know the furnaces will get some time off with the heat. Air conditioning will be at the forefront, so go ahead and do whatever it takes with Comfort Systems. We rave about them week out, week in and week out, and they put us all in comfort. You know, I told you last week that Dane and I were going to Kinky Boots, and we we won the tickets through the customer uh, group at uh, at uh, um, Blackwater and um, at the Blackwoods Group, and the going to going to um, North Shore. That's the first time since I was like a kid, and what an amazing venue! The stuff the, it really is. The details they've put into the place. Um, so thanks to uh, Blackwoods for helping us get there, and the report on North Shore is two thumbs up. It is a wonderful venue. I've been there many times. I've enjoyed each and every one. It really makes you feel like home. Speaking of homes, Justin May, nobody better with that. Our realtor at Messina and Associates, we will play buy or sell here in just a couple of minutes. We, of course, want to chat with Justin May first and say good morning, big guy. How are you? Good morning, guys. Thanks for uh, the phone call. I look forward to our chat as always. It is nice to have the phones back functioning. Of course, last week was the big debut of of having that as an option again. <laughs> I was say. We appreciate that. Hey, after a month <laughs> off, it might as well be a debut. Why not? And it's nice to New have technology. you with us. Exactly, exactly. It's it's riveting here in the fan studio at the Holiday Center. So we appreciate having you. Summer hockey was part of the topic in the opening segment here today. Dave Cook is obviously immersed in it. What's your take on summer hockey? Because I get a little bit torn. I know where I live. I know it's a big hockey community. I know it's a big deal. I'm in favor of it. But there's part of me that says it's 80 degrees. Get on the water. Get outside. Do this. Do that. Technically, on Are you water. torn on hockey in the summer as being as big of a deal as it is? I'm not torn. I, um, I had very strong feelings for it in my past life and what should happen and I, I think that uh, you should put the skates away for a period of time, no doubt. Um, when we were at UMD, we actually uh, instituted a rule where we didn't allow them to skate at all in June, which was riveting. And many hours of discussion over, you know, making them take those skates and putting them on the shelf and doing all that. I, I see that, it, you know, every year it's getting worse and worse, and it's just going to keep getting worse and worse. But just goes back to our discussions on play more sports. You know, if you're in your primary season, your primary season has to outweigh your secondary season has to outweigh your, your third season. And I, you know, play everything. I want you to be out moving and, and doing it all, but uh, take some time off and summer hockey is uh, frustrating for me as a dad now, as a parent. I was going to say that, that has to change your perspective a little bit. And I appreciate what you said there about, you know, playing more sports, but at the same time, we love what it does financially to the community we love the hockey community here but even the folks affiliated with hermantown hockey wanted to give them a shout out today because their golf scramble is going on today and and they said they'd be listening so we want to say hello to them and i am for the versatility in sports but i want to go back to the on the water comment because dave cook was quick to point out a pun and say well technically hockey's on water and i get it ice is frozen water but i was looking at the duluth news tribune's final five finalists for the best of the best in various categories today and the best tournament, I thought of you right away. One of the five finalists is the ALS fishing tournament. That's got to resonate with you as a big deal. Absolutely. You know, been involved with that for 22 years, very passionate about it. We had a pretty long meeting this week about raising money for that cause, and uh, it, it doesn't seem to be going away. So we have to keep doing our work and 
part of our discussion was making sure that we're taking care of the, the patients, and that's what we're very, very passionate about. You know, I know we have a lot of people that are hockey-focused, and like Brian was saying, on the golf course or thing, but I want to... I want to. We inadvertently picked a no, fight, no, 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 Jamie. No, hold on. Actually, I'm, that's not what this is at all. You know, Jamie may come off as, as a dad who just doesn't want to, you know, be in a rink, but Justin's history... He knows what he's talking about when he's talking about getting people off the court or off the ice when they're not playing and recouping whatever. So take it. I don't know if Justin even wants to talk about it, but take it from us that he's not coming from a point of no knowledge. Right. And Justin is a big community guy, and I know we understand what financially these types of weekends yep. do for the area. So we're all aboard on that train, so to speak. Justin, I've been doing such a great job so far today about talking to you on a variety of topics. Now I'm going to go back to Old Reliable. Easy. The weather's gorgeous. Tell me what it does to your day-to-day operations for buying and selling of homes out there. Well, it's fast and furious, just like we've been talking about. There's just still no inventory, so you got to watch every day. You got to look in the morning. You got to see what's going on and make your phone calls right away. I've had probably three clients in the past two weeks that say, "Hey, I want to go look at this," and 24 hours later, or 10 hours later, you try and schedule an appointment, and then all of a sudden, there's a a pending sign on the, on the, on the house already. So, you know, it's, there is just very limited Im- inventory and you got to be on top of it. I was just going to say that. Is it economics 101? It's a lesson in supply and demand because with no inventory, everything that's out there seems to fly off the proverbial shelves because we have neighbors behind us who had a for sale sign in their yard. And I think it was less than a week. And my wife texted me on a walk yesterday and said, well, that house sold already. Is that the nature of the beast right now? It's about a 72-hour window from the time it hits wow. MLS until you see the pending sign going in the yard. Yeah, it's it's fun, it's furious, it's fast, but it's frustrating. So buy or sell suddenly becomes the equivalent of a holiday weekend. You're making a decision to buy or sell essentially in three days. Yeah, the, the let's let us sit on it and think about it talk is uh, numerous now. You don't have time to sit on it and think about it. We sh- if you think you're in, you better be in. We should try to switch the buy and sell game, Brian, and put a, cl- a timer on it now. Justin's right. used to buying and selling in rapid He said about 72 time. hours. We yeah. should get 72 seconds to yeah. answer each go, one. Go, 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 go. We'll see how well we stick to that today. I think it's a good time to play buy or sell right now. If you're new to the game, here's how it works. I'm going to give a statement for each of the four major leagues, MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL. If you agree with my statement, you say buy and you tell me why. If you disagree with my statement, you say sell and you tell me why. Justin May has a couple of responsibilities. One, of course, are his dynamite opinions. And secondly, but perhaps more important, he gets to give me the order in which we play. How are we starting today? Well, I haven't heard one single thing this week about the NBA. And since I count on you two to be my NBA aficionados, Fill me in on what's happened this week in the NBA. Well, I'm happy to do that, but I have to tell you that I'm kind of with you, and I know I'm a bigger NBA fan than you are, but as I was coming up with these for this week, I thought the same thing. You know, it's been awfully quiet in NBA circles this week. What on earth am I going to ask? Well, I found one, because one thing that did come out this week, and maybe it's affiliated with Summer League being in Vegas, but over-unders on win totals for every team for this coming season came out. And I believe the Timberwolves are around 43, 43 and a half. So a tick above 500. Among Western Conference teams, the Timberwolves were placed ninth. So they'd be in that play-in tournament again. And let's see what happens. Buy or sell, that, that's underrated. I buy that's underrated. As big of an NBA fan as I am and how much I know about it, I think they've underperformed for about eh, 18 years. 
So let's give them the benefit of the doubt and ride it a little bit. They've underperformed for an adult life. I agree with that. <laughs> Dave Cook, what do you got? I think that's probably underrated as well. I think they're going to have more than 43 I, wins. I do. And here's the thing. We talk about how Cat and Gobert didn't work well together. They played 18 games yep, together. That's exactly let's it. See, let's see what happens when they play 50 games together. And if it's bad, then no, they're they're not going to hit that number. But if it's better than the 18 games, you know, that little peekaboo we got into it, they, they could be pretty good. Nobody can match them if it works. Right. So it's a trifecta. We're all going to buy that that's underrated. I think they'll be better than that. I'll go with both sides of the fence in terms of the reasons that we've pointed out. Because you said, Dave, that you know Rudy and Kat didn't play enough together. Once they do, if there's a plan and they can execute it, and they've told us that all along, they're going to be better. The other side is if they just decide, well, this isn't going to work, and they do continue to supposedly shop Kat, we've all said that this team will get more athletic without him. Well, go do it then. But I think the biggest thing is I'm excited about the Wolves because I don't see anybody regressing. I mean, the only right. elder statesman is Mike Connolly. He's too savvy, too smart. He knows his role. So if healthy, this team is only going to get better, I think. No, I agree. I, and their their uh, their depth is a little different than it right. was. It's going to be younger and some much of it more too, athletic. Some of it, too, could be an indictment on the Western Conference. It's How sold are you yeah. on the Phoenixes, on Dallas what have you, these teams that have great individuals but didn't mesh all that well. Yeah, what is Chris, Denver's going to be good. We know that. What is Chris Paul going to do to Golden State? Right. Uh, who carries the ball up? Chris now, Paul I'm not going to sit here and say the Wolves will finish ahead of Golden State. I'm not ready to go that grandiose yet. But I look at the rest of the West, and there's some good players out there. But the cohesiveness, not unlike yes. the Wolves, how are they going to gel? That's the question. It's it's fun to have the Wolves in the conversation. I agree. I agree. that, And that's, that's probably where we need to be right now is your Timberwolves are considered a playoff team. Right. And Justin May will love that with his NBA fandom as high as it is. So NBA off the checklist today. Stop chuckling. You're giving the bit away. <laughs> Justin May, where are we going next? <laughs> Let's go put everything on ice. It's too bad we don't have any fun on this show. So in the NHL, the Minnesota Wild gave Duhame a contract extension and invested in the kid. Buy or sell that he's the one that needs to make the biggest improvement for this team to be good. I'll sell that. I, I like him. I like him as a player, and I, I think he brings some intangibles to the table. But there's far there's way more people that are way more talented that need to step up and fill the the roles that we've talked about for weeks and months. And um, the defenseman escapes my mind right now, but I think he this team's going to corner on what he does. Is it your gopher, my, Brock Faber? It's probably who it is. That should who it should be. Uh, anyway, so you said Duhame. The first thing that came into my mind was Ramstein singing Duhas. I do that. And then uh, we spend too much time together. That, I could see the wheels turning. And that took me right to the guy I think needs to be the guy. So I'm saying no. It's got to be Rosie. Has to be Rosie. They need that's and, the guy I was thinking of too, Rosie. And, and you know why? Because they need a guy on that team making nine hundred thousand dollars. They they what they don't need is another two point five because right. they have no cap. So Rosie needs to figure it out. Look at you all hip. He worked Duhast and no cap into yeah. his take there. Right. I'm going to sell as well. I don't think Duhame is that big of a deal. Frankly, I was surprised that he got the contract that he did, although he's not making a bundle. But I think there are more important guys that, that need to be better. And number one for me is a veteran that we've kind of gotten both sides of the proverbial coin on. Which Ryan Hartman is the real one? He's been a bit of a grinder with the Wild, and I think that's what we thought he was. But then he also put up 30 goals in a lightning in a bottle type season. If it was just that, you probably get the same old Ryan Hartman. If you can get back closer to 30 goals, you've got a much different offensive threat in Ryan Hartman. 
Question is, what kind of role are they going to ask him to play with whatever this team's identity is? 100% correct, Brian. You, he's, it's, you struggle to have a guy like him between two superstars. Right. But that's what you got. He was their best center. So. Right. So you go by what he did, but what is he more noted for? We're about to find out. Yep. Two down, two to go. Justin May, keep us rolling. Let's go with the NFL. All right. I love this one. It's not very often I pat myself on the back for topics, but I know how much fun we've had with this topic regardless of sport. We have talked like crazy about uniforms. The Twins were the subject of ire. The Wild with, I think, their stadium series or winter classic subject of ire. The Minnesota Vikings announced their throwbacks earlier this week. Buy or sell that they nailed it with these uniforms. I didn't see them, but I kind of am a throwback guy, so I'm sure I would like them uh, as long as they don't look like the Twin Cities uniforms that the Twins wear. Right, yeah, there's nothing that says Minneapolis or St. Paul on them, so we're good there. Okay, so my answer is twofold. One, if the goal was to really bring retro uh, and bring that uniform back, yeah, it's perfect. The reason they, the reason they left it is because it's bland. So it's perfectly bland. Um, I, it's going to look nice. I don't know if you saw the CJ ham part. I of did. It. Yeah. yeah. He, that's his genre. You know, that's the only thing generation. better was Kirk's reaction to it on video. And he said, Coolio in his typical 1990s way. Right. No, the, uh, they're, they've done that look really, really well. Yeah, I agree. And I buy because I love it. The last time I remember seeing them in these uniforms was the infamous Monday night Favre versus Rogers in 09. And they torched the Packers and they look great doing it. And every time they wear those uniforms, people say, why don't they do this every week? Well, for now, it looks like they're going to. I think everybody's throwbacks look good. Please bring back the creamsicles in Tampa. Seattle going back to what they're doing. I think they all look nice. Den or uh, uh, Cleveland's all whites. Those look awesome. <laughs> that too. Although Cleveland needs to do a lot to be relevant again. Yes. Yep. It'll be nice for them to have some well, positive news. they have to look news. in the mirror and say, what's Brown done for us? But so. vintage and retro is just coming back, and it looks good, and yeah. the NFL's on board, and it's another thing that the NFL did right. No Green, surprise there. Green Bay's got to throw the khakis back on. Oh, right? man. Dockers will have something to say. So, <laughs> Oh, I hate those khakis. Right? So Aren't they bad? Aren't they just bad? <laughs> oh, they're so bad. That, that redefines business casual. Uh, I wouldn't even let you wear those to show a house as a realtor. <laughs> that just doesn't look well, thank good. thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I don't get to make many rules for you, but please don't. So we've saved Major League Baseball for very last. And I had a different one all cooked up and ready to go. And I say cooked up because Dave Cook texted me something last night that made me change my tune completely. So we've talked about this, Justin May. The Twins are playing the White Sox this weekend, and the Twins got a good win last night. Lead the Central by two games. Hit the ball out of the ballpark. Pitched fairly well. That's always going to help. The other thing that helps is the White Sox cannot play defense at all. I don't know how they pawn themselves off as a professional baseball team defensively. So buy or sell, as much as Minnesota sports teams and the Twins are included with the playoff losing streak, no frustration. We get it. We've been there. Buy or sell that it's more frustrating recently, as in the last decade or so, to be a Chicago White Sox fan than it is the Twins. I buy that because of the the mismanagement they've had at the top level. I mean, bringing in Tommy Lasorda and the, was that right? The old guys. Tony La Russa, yeah. That was, that was a Dave Cookism as its finest Cook right there. Off on yeah. me here. I'm starting oh, to merge my awesome. name together. Maybe you guys spend too much time together. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, the mismanagement at the top is is embarrassing. And if you went back uh, 12 months to the show we talked about probably this exact day last year, I think I said that they were the worst infielding team I'd ever yeah. seen play. 
and they have not gotten any better. So what kind of management do they have? It, it's, it's embarrassing. And as frustrating as we are with the Twins and no hitting, I don't know if I could be a fan and watch that every day. I, I agree with Justin on this. And the thing is, if they were just bad, like if that was just a horrid team, you'd say, oh, yeah, well, they're just – I mean, if it was – you know, Detroit from five years ago. It just was what it is. Right. But they've got an all-star center fielder. They have a shortstop who was in the MVP conversation, right? Like they have guys. They should win a lot. They've had a starting staff four deep in a lot for the last six, seven years. They can't, they can't, they can't get out of their own way. Right. Whether it's management or whether it's coaches or whatever it is, it's like that team is cursed by just bad decisions. A hundred percent. If you could just take this team on paper or stratomatic or rotisserie or yes. whatever you want to do. It's the best team in the This looks like a really yes. good baseball team, but it reminds me of what you used to say about gopher hockey. Man, they have a ton of talent and they can't do little things right. That is the Chicago White Sox to a T. Now, historically, they've made the playoffs a little less than the Twins have recently. They've obviously won games when they've been there. We can't say that. But I think if you're the White Sox, you feel like you've been in some form of rebuild for about 15 years. Yeah. With so talent. I, with talent. So That's I buy that it is certainly a little more frustrating to be a White Sox fan. Always going to be glad that I am not one. But I will tell you that I am a fan of Justin May. Justin, tell us how everybody can buy or sell their homes with you. I've got everything memorized. 218-310-9559. The listings at MZR.com. How'd I do? You did awesome, and half your sponsors are out here on the golf course right now with us doing the Hawk Day. So appreciate you guys plugging us. Appreciate everything you do for the Northland. We'll talk to you again in a week. Thanks, Absolutely. Justin. Thank you very much, Justin May. That is segment number two. Dave Hoops is next. We just keep the sponsors rolling here on the Northland Sports page. Stick around. Back on the Northland Sports page, our weekend of silly songs continues. A couple silly guys, Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. Going to be joined by a third member of our silliness. Dave Hoops is in here shortly. He's kind of the witch doctor. We're always glad to have him. He's moving around time slots today. That goes well with our first segment as we flipped historical eras around. Dave Hoops, how are you, sir? And good morning. Oh, good morning. I am really good. And um, I always enjoy listening to you. So good to go. I appreciate that. And thank you for being so versatile today. I know you've got a lot on your docket. So does the brewery. I was looking at social media this week and, you're combining with Duluth's Best Bread on some fun projects. You've got a ticket giveaway. You've got all kinds of things going on besides, of course, delicious beer. Yeah, I think we're giving away tickets to Bon Iver at the APN at All Pipes North, which is, you know, a week from today. Right. And that's Looking forward to that Saturday in a big premiere. way. Yeah, it's sold out. So we, out there, if you're looking for tickets, you're going to use have to use social media. But, um, yeah, we've got a lot going on. We did have the makeup um uh, speed dating last Wednesday as well. So the next one will be happening much sooner, first uh, Wednesday of uh, August. That's excellent. I also want to talk to you a little bit about Saturdays for you because I didn't know this. I'll, full disclosure, full transparency, what have you. I didn't know this until sneaking a peek on Twitter this week. Now, we bug you every Saturday, and we're happy to do it. But Saturdays, it looks like they can also get a tour of the brewery with you. I did not know that to channel my Ed McMahon. Yeah, it's a pretty good deal. It's it's twenty bucks, and you get more than twenty dollars a beer, and then you get uh, well, me, which is you know side note. And we do it every every Saturday at noon, as long as um, I'm in town, uh, right after we talk with you guys. So it works out pretty well. Yeah, it is pretty excellent. I get the uh, Twitter here. The meme says here, Dave's story. So I don't want to spoil it because I want people to attend this. But what are some of the stories they get from you? 
Well, it's not a tour per se because nobody really cares about how beer is made. It's more about um, kind of highlighting how we got here over the last 35 years uh, with uh, encouraged questions and a lot of my uh, tomfoolery, and and that's about it. And then you get to taste beer while we're doing it and really kind of talk about the beer scene up north here and in Minnesota in general and nationwide if you'd like, that kind of thing. So, Brian, we're Dave's warm-up show. Absolutely. He gets all of his stuff out here, gets his material going, and he's good I was going to say, dedicated fan listeners will know that if he mentioned tomfoolery, we must be his skullduggery because it's a little <laughs> bit of column A, a little bit of column B without question. I always talk about the delicious beer. You may say people don't care how it's made, but I care that it is made. You've always got great products. What's the latest and greatest? Well, uh, we're on the tail end of Finn, so I would recommend getting in for that. And if you like hops, the Champagne IPA I mentioned last week is really a unique beer. Um, brand new batch of peach and pear, uh, uh, raspberries pouring. Uh, the latest fruit beer is Cherry Lime Hell, which is our light golden ale with cherries and limes. Uh, right up your alley. It does sound and deliciously then, um, angry, yes. Well, and then a brand new batch of number 88 Stout, uh, which is probably uh, not given enough love on this show. It's so the Bernsey beer, that. yes. It's the Bernsey beer, and uh, I think Stout is a little bit... Um, overlooked style so i want to give that a plug i would agree with you speaking of maybe not enough love on this show we are very guilty of focusing a lot on the big four baseball football basketball hockey last week segment with you we drifted from that we talked a little bit about the wimbledon final which the sunday men's final was amazing we talked about tour de france this is another week where you could do plenty outside the big four you've got the women's world cup the u.s soccer team got a win last night over vietnam and of course you've got the open championship which you know, we've got the Hermantown hockey crew on the golf course today. Golf may not be a big deal to Dave Cook and myself, but it's a big deal in general. Yeah, I'm glad you plugged that because um, Rom made a gigantic run this morning, and Rory's making noise too. And Fleetwood, who I love his hair, and you got to love his hair, local boy is playing well. So, yeah, it, you got to get up early. But I've been watching a lot of World Cups, so I'm up early. And um, to your point, yeah, this this whole month, uh, the tour ends tomorrow. Um, it's just really good stuff, even though it's all in Europe again. I get that, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's in Australia, too, I guess. So, right. But it, let's watch the World Cup and support our, our U.S. women. Please, everybody. Absolutely. The one question I had with that is the fact that the U.S. women are so good and such a heavy favorite. Does it take any of the fun away from this? Because sports loves an underdog story. Or maybe we have a chance. Maybe this is the year we get over the proverbial hump. This is the U.S. to lose, isn't it, the World Cup? Well, not this year. Um, it's probably the hardest competition they've had. Nobody's ever won three in a row. And your point is valid, but remember one thing, Brian. We're Americans. What do we like? Winners and stars. Right. That's well, and who we are. And we're Minnesotans, so, so yeah. we're used to losing if there's a chance. So I guess we got to keep that in our back pocket as well. Go ahead, Dave Cook. All right. So we've got a couple of uh, questions for you today, Dave. Um, we have one that's kind of in your wheelhouse and we have a sports one that's probably in your wheelhouse. You want to go more, uh, business focused or would you like to go sports focused to start? Let's stay with sports and, and with biz. All right, here we go. So Byron Buxton hit two bombs yesterday. Kevin Correa after the all-star break has turned into Carlos, Carlos Correa. Correa. Kevin Correa is still a bad pitcher. Go yeah, ahead. Sorry. <laughs> See, I, I need to make sure that Justin knows I still love him. Or just make sure I'm always um, here. Yes, Carlos Correa has turned into a player that we recognize. Um, one of the things that happened at that blind-up change, uh, baseball tends to do a lot of stuff to break up negatives and uh, to turn them around. So 
does changing place in a lineup work for hitters as a rule, like it has been for Bucks and Correa recently? Is there a different pressure? You know, I guess uh, I don't have. Yeah, I don't have. Well, it's been some time since I played baseball in high school. But um, so my personal experience is um, it's totally cool. It doesn't really matter unless your eagle's attached to batting third or whatever. But I think, um, you know, mixing it up and the stuff that Rocco does, I'm 100% in for it. And it seemingly is working right this second. So let's say, sure, why not? Yeah, I used to think it mattered a ton. I used to think that three, four, five needed to be your best hitters and seven, eight, nine were the guys that you had to put in the batting order somewhere. But now you look at the hodgepodge of the way it's approached, and all of a sudden the two spot has become a place where the best hitters can hit. I honestly think Correa became the leadoff hitter after that Atlanta series, not because they didn't compete in that series, but because Atlanta's best player is probably Acuna Jr., and he was batting leadoff. And I think Correa probably went, maybe I could try that. And maybe it's simple math of get your best players the most at-bats that you can. Hard to beat the one spot to do that. Yeah, it, it truly is. And I, and I do think setting the table like the first at bat, I think probably makes a difference. Uh, and so right now, I think you wish you could just alternate Correa, Julian and Kirilov and do that three different times yeah, to make one right. through nine. Right. Isn't it interesting how Kirilov has turned into professional? Well, and Eddie Julian went from he's got a good eye, but he looks severely overmatched to the best second baseman since oh, last year's second baseman. <laughs> All right. So let's switch. Uh, let's switch directions here. So party foods when you're having a large gathering. Um, like we're doing with uh, this is this is a current conversation with Dad's thing, um, with his celebration of life. All right, so we're talking about finger food spreads. All right, so we're talking about chicken wings. We're talking about tacos. We're talking about hot dogs. We're talking about all those finger foods, gentlemen. If you're choosing a finger food at a party, what's the one? What's your go-to? <laughs> that's a that's a fun question. Yes, I've been uh, slow well. Lately. Yeah, well, you gotta have the mini weenies, you know, the little tiny ones. Um, always, you know, Liner, something that I don't get to eat. Yeah, I don't. You know, I, obviously, I, I get a dog if I go to a ball game, but I don't eat a ton of hot dogs. So that's a that's a really big one. And I like those little. Um, I don't know what they are. They're like little tiny burritos that are in the circles. Yep. yep. Um, but usually they're a little bit better for you because there's some green stuff inside. You guys know what I'm talking about? I do. Um, they're really good, but I don't have a name for them. Sorry. No, I think you're in a good spot there, and I'm with you on the hot dog bit. If, if that's if that's quote-unquote a finger food, I am a big hot dog guy. I'll have that at any point that I can. If you've got nachos available with a solid dip, I'm going to be part of that. Uh, the healthier me is probably finger-fooding the veggie tray. I'm, I'm big into that. Uh, chicken drummies or chicken wings, though, that's the go-to. I don't, I don't know how you can do that wrong. Yeah, that's a true. And if, but if you do do them wrong, they're not, they're not great. Now I have to ask if this was a question for the Dave Hoop segment <laughs> or helping plan your big event in about nine days or yes. Both, both of them. Yes. Yes, I was just getting a little advice from experts. Absolutely. Speaking of expert, you are our beer expert. Once again, Dave Hoops, going down to Hoops Brewing is always a great idea. What can they get down there and what's the best time to go do it? Well, the, the new beers I just mentioned are definitely um, on board. And then get some lager beer because it is full on summer now. It's going to be hot next week. Uh, we all know that that's great. Sit outside, bring your dog if you'd like, and have, have a nice German lager. And, uh, again, you know, uh, cheer on the U.S. women in the World Cup. We'll have it on and have repeats on. So it's always been playing. Absolutely. So, and, of course, the weekly uh, calendar, you've got Monday's Trivia, Tuesday's Cribbage, Thursday Vinyl, 
Wednesday's not ping pong officially anymore, but did I miss anything? No, no, you got it all. And then weekends we definitely have events constantly. And we've got some kind of cool things coming up that I'll be able to announce in the future. A little foreshadowing, but we'll wait for another day on that one. I like that. He's got a little bit of tease in the business. Speaking of which, Dave Hoops, the weather's nicer and our phones work now. That should mean that our technology in general starts to work. I think before August is out, we need to maybe get a show at Hoops back on the calendar. I'm 100% in on that. Let's make it happen. All right. You heard it here first. Always love talking to you. Let's do it again next week. Time slot is always of your choice. We're just glad you're here every week. Appreciate you. Yeah, you guys, too. Have a great rest of your day. Thank Thanks, you Dave. You as well. That's Dave Hoops from Hoops Brewing, one of our illustrious sponsors. Our number one is in the books.